Get your ears on for the GMB Fitness Skills Podcast, where we teach you how to get strong by practicing skills you actually want to learn and have fun in the process. I am Andy Fawcett, and I am not only the founder of the GMB Posse, I am also a client. Here with me is the hero of the GMB Epic Saga, Ryan Hurst, our program director and head coach. Are you ready to drop the hammer, Ryan? What up, what up? No shakes today, but I do have my water, so I'm good to go. Good, 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 good. It's actually still a little early in the day for me to be having a beer, uh, which is why I'm not, but I will probably write when this is over. <laughs> and just for reference, uh, PSA to anyone out there, do not shake your beer. That's probably a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So anyway, this is uh, our second ever podcast. Are you as excited about that as I am? <sighs> I'm going to take that to the yes. Yeah. All right, cool, cool. So the last time uh, we did this, uh, it was our first one. That's because this is our second one. And, uh, you know, <laughs> so we're still in the wildly experimental phase of this. We have no idea what we're doing. Literally no idea. Okay, that's no, not true. Yeah. We have a lot of ideas. Um, but uh, people seem to like it, and so we're going to keep doing this uh, until people don't seem to like it. And hopefully that never happens because I think this is quite fun. It is a lot of fun. I, I enjoy it immensely. Cool. Cool. So it's been a few days, and so let's talk a little bit about the GMB Posse and some of the things that have been going on. Um, Do it. Yeah. Uh, so first thing I want to mention is uh, our friend Jonathan Mead, who uh, <clears throat> has been a friend of mine for uh, for quite a while and also uh, beta-tested Rings 2 for us and is a member of Alpha Posse and just an all-around good guy. Uh, this has nothing to do with fitness, but uh, it's Jonathan's own business called Paid to Exist, um, and he has a website at paidtoexist.com. It's really cool stuff. He teaches people how to find what they are best at and how to make a living doing that. And the reason I'm mentioning this now is that Jonathan has just launched a brand new website, uh, and it's really beautiful. It's a work of art. You should definitely check it out. And not only that, but he's given a couple of nice shout-outs to GMB and uh, and what we do here. Yeah, Jonathan, great guy. Love the new homepage. Really classy. Uh, I think it really fits for what he's doing. Uh, you know, I went through his his course before this and um, loved it. Good stuff out there, Jonathan. He's a quality guy. And, uh, yeah, go check out that homepage. It's great. Yeah, it's 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 beautiful stuff. If you are uh, involved in the internet world, then you need to see this. It's it's the way uh, a website should look. And oh, yeah. I now officially have website envy because ours does not look anywhere near. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, that's that's Jonathan, and uh, so he's been doing great stuff. And uh, I hope, actually, I hope that he's continuing with his ring work. I'm curious how he's done in the past well, uh, month or so what? since we released. He it. actually just posted on the Twitter. Um, he oh, tried yeah. to go hang his rings up in the park, and a park ranger kind of shot him down. So I feel for you, uh, Jonathan. I hope uh, they didn't literally up. shoot him down from the ring. I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, I know it can be tough uh, trying to find a place to hang your rings, but uh, it's good to hear that that he's still keeping up with his ring training. Really happy to hear that. Yeah, actually, speaking of that, you you had a, a pretty similar uh, situation happening for a while, didn't you? Uh, crazy woman in the park. Uh, every day I would go to the park to hang my rings, and this lady would come up and just 
she was literally she was crazy because one day she would be like oh yeah what you doing that's really great cool and then the next day she would threaten to call the cops and she would scream at me and you know asking me why i was here in japan because i'm not japanese and it was a lot of fun so uh um, yeah, sounds you know, great yeah it makes your it makes for a really great ring training uh session so <laughs> just happy now that uh i have a a good place to train at at um, the gymnastics center that I'm going to now. So thank goodness. Yeah. Now the only crazy person there is me. So <laughs> cool. Yeah, it can be tough finding a good place to hang rings, but uh, you know you have to be creative sometimes, and you know sometimes it's just not going to happen, and you have to be able to you know move on to something else, which is like you know parallettes or something like that. And that's right. Yeah, if you can't if you can't do your ring training that day, don't give up. There's always, you know you can always do something else. Yeah. So uh, yeah, just go with the flow. Absolutely. And uh, so speaking of parallettes, uh, recently got word from Dan Rosenthal who completed P1. Uh, and good stuff. Yeah, we actually posted about about him on the blog. Uh, you should check out because not only has Dan finished P1, but he's also a United States jump rope champion. Hell yeah! Yeah. So in the over fifty age group, apparently, uh, he uh, very recently won the gold medal in the in the U.S. jump rope championships. Uh, and I I personally did not know there was such a thing, but I do know that I am terrible at jumping rope. Yeah, man. I just that's so cool that uh, to hear about that. So go jump some rope. Yeah, I mean, it's great exercise, but I've just never gotten good at it. <laughs> um, so one more thing, last thing I want to kind of shout out to somebody in our community, to Mikey, uh, another uh, Alpha Posse member. Mikey recently got married, which is yeah, incredible, and he also, uh, just a couple days ago, bought a house. He's getting all domestic and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's like he's a real grown-up person or something now. Like, what? He might have to get a haircut one of these days, too, you know? I, I don't know. <laughs> um, but the other thing is, uh, you know, Mikey also is a, a very, uh, very liberal with his praise of Alpha Posse. And so just a couple of days ago, he posted on, uh, on our Facebook wall, it's not possible to oversell how great Alpha Posse is. Uh, the spot coaching is a huge program library worth the membership by themselves. But to have both of those resources and a ton of other special goodness makes it a total bargain. I love it. So will you. And we love you too, Mikey. Uh, yeah, in, in a very right, totally platonic way, and uh, yeah, solidarity. Yeah, I don't, big bro yeah. hug. Yeah, bro hug. <laughs> yeah. So, man, speaking of that, so everybody online in the fitness space apparently now is bros. Now, uh, you know, we. Yeah, yeah I'm, I saw that too, and that's wow. Yeah. I think it's kind of a kind of a reaction to. I mean, there was there was a whole backlash against bro science lately. And so now yeah. I think people are ironic bros suddenly. Yeah, that's why I threw that out because it's, you see that everywhere now. And wow, mm, I don't know about that, man. But hey, let's get on the bandwagon, you know, because if everybody else is doing it, we should be doing it too, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think we should just change that. It should be gold medal bros. Hey, there you go, you know. That's that's how it is. GMB is from now. All right, from henceforth, we're no longer gold medal bodies. We are gold medal, bro, gold medal bros. I can't even say it, but that's what we are. Yeah, we'll just say GMB bros. There you go. All right, cool. I hope that doesn't leave the ladies out, though, because I do love the ladies. That's right. In the most respectful possible way. Uh, I, I, I do. Um, 
So online lately, uh, besides a lot of bro calling, um, uh, so your your personal hero, yes, Tony Two Scoops, baby. Yeah, Tony is hilarious. Love yeah. him. Love he him. is hilarious, and uh, his recent blog post about uh, about no no squatting guy or no <laughs> leg lifting guy uh, yeah. made me spew coffee. Uh, twice, actually. Yeah, that was that was great. Uh, Tony, uh, for those of you who don't know this guy, go to two. Uh, what is it? Um, two scoops get huge. Um, and um, yeah, he's got some, you know, good stuff out there. It's all, you know, you gotta take it to heart and uh, you know really live by what he says. It's uh, yeah. Of course, I'm making a joke, but. He pretty much just mocks everything out there, and it's a lot of fun. So if you need a laugh, um, head on over there and uh, check it out. So. Yeah, speaking of mocking everyone and having a lot of fun, actually, uh, you know, one of my favorite websites that hasn't been updated in a while uh, because uh, the, the guy who ran it said he basically made all the jokes about CrossFit that were possible to make was uh, <laughs> the building, the Forging Elite Sarcasm blog. Anyway, I'll... Uh, I'll include a link to it on the on the blog post for this uh, podcast, but uh, it's hilarious. Uh, whether you do p- CrossFit or not, whether you like CrossFit or not, uh, I think that you should read it because it's funny. Um, and uh, so, yeah, Tony is uh, two scoops, definitely funny guy. And uh, the Forging Elite Sarcasm blog is also one of my very favorites for comedy. Yeah, I mean, comedy, you got to get it. I mean, life's, you know, too serious to be serious. So, you know, you got to get your laugh in every day. Seriously? Seriously, Dad. Seriously. All right. Cool. <laughs> um, speaking of one of the most serious people I know, Raj Law lately has been all over Lifehacker. Yeah. All up in Lifehacker's grill. And uh, that's great because... Raj is a good guy, and Lifehacker actually needs some not lame health and fitness advice. It's very good. He's had a couple of posts on there, and after the first one, I think Lifehacker actually sent him so much traffic, they crashed his website, but that Uh, got uh, fixed. And uh, then I think yesterday, he was actually on answering questions uh, on uh, live with people. So that's really cool. It's nice to see good people uh, getting exposure and doing cool stuff. Cool. So let's move on and answer a few questions we've had in the past few days that people uh, wanted us to cover. Uh, so the first one, you said you've had people asking you a lot about handstands lately. And, of course, we, we have a lot of material on handstands. And so, you know, I feel sometimes like we're, we're, we're beating a dead horse with this. Yeah. Uh, but handstands are tough, and they take a lot of practice. And they're, so I think, you know, since they're difficult, people are still going to keep asking questions because I don't think that... Uh, well, I mean, we're not uh, hand-balancing masters, and it's very difficult no, to become one. No. Uh, so I think people are always going to have questions about that. What, what do you got to say about that, Ryan? Yeah, well, you know, I think it's like like everything we do. And uh, what I mean by that is it takes practice. You're not going to be able to get skills overnight. And so um, a question that I see quite often is <clears throat> I just started performing – you know, freestanding handstands, why can't I hold it for longer than two seconds? Well, you know, key phrase there, you just started. Um, it takes time, and you're not going to be able to probably get it right away. 
Um, there's little nuances in the handstand that you need to get. Uh, you know, <clears throat> pardon me, shoulder mobility, uh, little things, you know, that are going to affect everything like that. So my advice to everyone out there, and this is for everything, give it time. Work on the skill. Make sure that you're not rushing it. You're not trying to go to the next progression before you're ready. Have fun with it. Um, don't stress it. This is another thing uh, recently that we've been talking about, Andy and I, and also Jarlo, our other, our other good buddy in GMB, and that is, um, you know, don't don't stress things because when you do, you're not going to be able to get it. And this is something that you know, especially for me, uh, over the years that it's tough because you want to be able to do the skills but whenever you rush anything you're not going to make good progress so with handstands take your time um get in there make sure you got the proper form and just work it work it and work it and work it and that's all i got to say about that all right yeah and so just to drive this point home a little bit you know it sounds like a bit of a cop-out even to just say well you just got to practice a lot but sure. you know people people make the assumption you know that you know we're adults so it should be really easy for us to learn things but that's just not true i mean imagine imagine that you that you have a child you have a toddler right and you don't have to imagine that because you 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 do um and i will soon but sure. uh, yeah. you know, so you've got a toddler but let's just imagine that your toddler is also has you know fully developed mentally and can speak with you and converse like an adult because i'm not going to try to make this happen in baby talk when i exactly. do yeah. but let's so so let's say that that your toddler comes up to you your toddler is is still you know still struggling to stand and your toddler comes up to you and says yo dad you know what i i've been trying to stand up for like two days now and it's it's just not working. What should I do? You know, you're not going to say, "Well, well, son, give up." You know, exactly. It, it takes it takes babies, it takes children. You know, months of months of practice, and not just months of daily practice, but months of hourly practice. I mean, they yeah. they stand up, they take a step, they fall down. You know, and they do this over and over again all day, every day for months before they get good at really being able to stand up and walk. You know, consistently. Now, if if you were to show that same dedication to handstands, and I I can't really talk here because I personally haven't. My my handstand is okay for a few seconds, but I, I haven't put in the kind of work that I'm talking about here uh, on them by a long shot. But if if you were to, if any of us were to do handstands, do work on hand balancing all day, every day for several months, you know, several times a day, we we definitely get better. You know? Absolutely, absolutely. And and I want to I want to yeah. go interrupt you quickly sure. and go back. You know, talking about the baby and the walking and things like that. Something Jarlo, this is funny. You know, Jarlo and I, we both have children. Jarlo's got twins, of course, and I've got two kids. And uh, when our kids first started to try and stand up and walk, we push them back down. Now a lot of people would be like, "Whoa, what the heck are you doing there?" But sometimes, even babies try and do things before they're ready. And so we've got to have the proper um prior progression down before we move on to the next thing and so it might seem strange that we push our baby back down but by doing that they're actually helping them because they're going to get stronger and they're going to be trying to you know they're going to be working on being able to stand up um with the proper strength now just like what andy was saying if you're working on this every single day you're going to get it and it might take a long time but just the fact that you're spending a little bit of time on it every single day 
and continuing to do it means that you will eventually get it. Don't think that just spending, you know, you know, one hour a week is going to get you there. Now, I'm not saying that you need to spend an hour every single day doing it, but one hour doesn't equal a little bit each day. Um, or, pardon me, one hour in just for one week doesn't equal a little bit every day. So, like Andy was saying, you know, work on this a little bit every single day, and you'll be closer to getting it. Yeah, and I, I also think, you know, we're also not suggesting that you have to do this every day several times. All I'm saying is that if you were to do it several times every day, you'd progress much faster. But you still can make progress if you work on this, you know, for a few minutes, a few times a week or something like that. It's just you have to recognize that it's going to be much slower. And, you know, learning learning a totally new way to support your weight uh, and to balance that in a weird position is something that's going to take time. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, you can do it in less time. You you don't have to dedicate all your training time to it, uh, and you can still get it. But uh, you'll get it faster if you're more consistent and uh, more frequent. And it also, of course, depends on the goal. If you want to, you know, join the circus and be a hand balancing master, then of course you're going to work, want to work on every single day. But if you just want to be able to hold a handstand for a couple of seconds, you know. You know, you don't really necessarily need to work on it every single day, multiple times during the day. So focus on what your goal is and work on achieving it. Absolutely. Cool. So next question is, uh, so last time we talked a little bit about squats and squatting, how important that is as a movement pattern, as an exercise. And so, uh, you know, th that kind of begs the question. A few people ask this. Uh, since we talk about squats and why they're important, why don't we actually teach uh, squatting in our programs? Yeah, well, that's a great question. Um, we do have a squat. It's the body weight squat. Um, you know, of course, without weight, where you're just squatting your own body weight, obviously. Um, but getting back to that, there's so much information out there and so many great uh, tutorials and coaches out there teaching uh, the proper barbell squat or something like that, that, you know, what am I trying to say here? Basically, for what we're trying to accomplish in our skill training, it's not that we don't need these squats because we feel that they are very, very important. However, with what we're doing is we're focused on focusing mainly on body weight skills. And so, Using a squat or training in the barbell squat um, is great. Do that. You can add that in uh, to your programs. But we feel that there's just so much uh, good information out there that you know you can go with them. I'm trying to think of some good some good people out there that uh, teach the squats. Um, well, I mean, the thing is, is that almost everyone does. I mean, if you if you want to learn traditional barbell lifting or power lifting, you should definitely you should check out you know Jim Wendler or Dave Tate, Elite FTS, yeah. you know any of those guys. There are tons of DVD sets and tons of uh, tons of um, of free blog posts and videos that describe them. I think Eric Cressy had a great, really in depth one yeah, on his uh, blog. You know, there's just so many people that are that have trained uh, hundreds or thousands of athletes in these barbell movements, and you know, we've taught a lot of people how to do various skills, but we haven't trained thousands of people how to do barbell squats. Yeah, and, and that's the point. Is yeah. this is not our area, and so I squat, Andy squats, Jarlo squats. We do that in 
the gym. Um, but our main focus is, of course, the skill work that we're doing. And so we are not focusing on teaching people how to do barbell squats. Leave that up to somebody else to do it. Um, we focus on the skill work, and that's about it, really. So. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, is that even though squats are great and important, it doesn't mean you need to be doing them all the time. Right. You know, right. we also recommend, you know, a cycling approach with all of our programs. You focus on one major goal at a time. So if you're really working heavy on squats, uh, like Jarlo, uh, a couple of months ago was doing a squat specialization routine and squatting three times a week and got his squat yeah. up really fast. But, you know, he he was so tired the rest of the time that he was worn out and, you know, didn't want to do any other training. And if you're really squatting heavy three times a week, you're not going to have a lot of energy left over to be working on, like, ring handstands or something, right? In fact, it would probably just be dangerous because you're so worn out and fatigued that, you know, you're going to wind up crashing at some point. And that's a good point, you know. Focus on what your goal is. And so if this, at that point, if you just want to focus on really heavy squats or maybe even deadlifts or something like that, do it. But don't try and combine everything and think that you're going to be able to just go, you know, the next day and hit hard with your skill work, like handstands on rings or, you know, maybe you're working on uh, Iron Cross or something like that on the rings. No, you're just going to burn yourself out and you're going to set yourself up for injury. If you want to focus on heavy squats, just do that. Just do that. Uh, Like we said, there's plenty of people out there that you can learn from, and they're great. That's their thing. They are masters of teaching the squat. We'll leave that up to them. We're going to focus on helping you get the skills. That's what we do here at Gold Medal Bodies. Very cool. All right, so there's a few other things I want to talk about, uh, and so we'll see uh, what we've got time for. First thing is... uh, I've seen, you know, over the years, uh, all right, let me back up a second. Damn, I'm going to have to edit this a lot. Shit. Yeah. Oh, well. All right. Let's try again. Okay, so next there's a couple of things uh, that uh, haven't been asked uh, explicitly, but that I'd like to talk about, some topics to cover um, that I think are pretty interesting. Uh, the first one is is actually a saying uh, that I've heard a lot, and you know I've seen you know people have posted uh, posted on Facebook uh, as if it were you know philosophical or something. It, it's a it's a nice little pithy thing that a lot of people in in a strength training world will will tell you. A lot of fitness people will say, and I think it's complete and utter BS. Uh, but it's, it sounds cool, so people parrot it, and so here it is. Pain is weakness leaving the body. What do you think about that, Ryan? Well, I let me just say that you, you, if you because yeah. I'm going to say it too, this is absolute bullshit. And, you know, I've gone through this. I came to Japan uh, back in, you know, in college. That's why I was here. I was doing judo competitively. And pain, you know, is weakness leaving the body doesn't allow you to get up and go to practice the next day. And what I mean by that is when I was getting thrown into the mat and breaking toes and having my shoulder dislocated, you know, that's that kind of pain is ridiculous. And to think that you're just going to jump up and, and suck it up and keep going when you have 
uh, you know. Injuries, actual injuries, that's ridiculous. But I think kind of what people are going with the pain is weakness, leaving the body thing, thinking that you need to push yourself to the point where you're so exhausted and you're almost to the point where you think you might be getting an injury, but you need to just suck it up. That's ridiculous. Why would you want to train that way? I just, I don't get it. Yeah. And so, you know, in my own practice, and Andy, I'm sure you've gone through it too with your martial arts, this is a big thing. You know, you get punched, you get taken down. Yeah, it hurts. Uh, suck it up and keep going. It's a little bit different. But when we're talking about, when we're talking about training, our, our exercise training, if you push yourself to the point where you feel that you're injuring yourself, but you think, no, 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 this is okay. It's just pain that I need to suck up and deal with. It's ridiculous. We're in this for the long run. We want to be able to do this for as long as possible without injury. And so don't, don't push yourself to that point. Difficult work is different. And so we need, we need to work hard. But working hard doesn't mean that we're working towards injury. And I think this is something that a lot of people really, uh, especially younger people, and I say young, you know, I'm almost 40 now. It's not that I'm, geez, you're old. Not like I'm, you know, 100 or something like that. But, you know, you get a lot of people and say, no, I can do more. I can do more. I can do more. Well, that's great. But is that necessary? We want to focus on doing, you know, only what is necessary in order to help us progress. And so, you know, in gold medal bodies, the goal is not to see how many repetitions you can do. The goal is to see how pretty you can make the movement. Now, it sounds strange, but basically what we're talking about is look at your form. If you're doing something with crappy form and just trying to, you know, kick out reps and, and tons of sets, you're setting yourself up for... <laughs> You know, a world of hurt down the line. At, at minimum, you're setting yourself up to look like a jackass who can't control his movement. Yeah, I mean, you know, wow, look at that guy on the rings. Is he having a seizure or is he working? <laughs> you know, that, that's that's my opinion. And, um, yeah, I, this, this pain we, is weakness leaving the body. Um, yeah, it sounds cool maybe if you're young and you think you're tough. But, you know what, sometimes tough ain't tough enough. And what I mean by that is... We're all going to injure ourselves if we keep moving up to the pain threshold and trying to go past that. So, you know, listen to your body. You know, yeah. don't, don't, there's no reason to push past. And, um, little word of advice to the youngins out there. Yeah, definitely. And I, you know, I think that, I mean, I, I get like what you said about, uh, you know, the idea is to push yourself to the point where you know, push beyond your comfort zone. Yes. You, know, you yes. got to push out of your comfort zone. But I think the, the difficulty is that people don't, don't understand the distinction between pain and pushing beyond their comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. Pushing to the level where you're challenging yourself, pushing beyond your current capabilities, you know, slightly, pushing, pushing the boundaries of, of what you can, you know, achieve and pushing up against them and trying to expand them versus pushing yourself 
to and be on the point of pain are two very different things. And yeah. so that's yeah. why it's, you know, doing hard work, working hard is not the same thing as pain. Oh, your muscles hurt a little bit when you're squatting. That's not pain. That uh, That's no, not really comfort. Is what that it's, is. it's discomfort. Yeah. It's, it's the feeling that happens when a muscle is contracting maximally. That's not pain. It's not something you're used to. So at first you might be, oh my God, what's happening to me? This is <laughs> right. But, you know, that's just because you're not used to it but it's not the same thing as pain pain yeah. is is a sensation that your body tells you you are about to injure yourself and it's it's an instinct that we have uh to feel pain and to react to it and if you glorify pain uh and and look to it as a as a positive signal what you're actually just doing is you're ignoring these inbuilt uh you know protections that your body has to to keep you safe yeah, exactly. The survival, it's survival. You know, the body's trying to keep itself from getting injured. And so when you, like you said, when you push past that point, then there's no return. So, yeah, pain and something being difficult. you got to push yourself. Push yourself. Work hard. But don't go to the point where, you know, you injure, you injure yourself. And there's a fine line sometimes for that. There's a fine line. And so, yeah. We could probably talk about this forever, but basically, just don't be stupid. That's all I got to say. Yeah, we definitely probably could talk about this forever, but uh, let's not because uh, got more I'm going to get all riled up and get on a rant, and this <laughs> podcast is going to be three hours long before we know yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you you don't want me to get on a rant. Uh, <laughs> Ryan's laughing because he knows what it's like oh, to I be do. on the receiving end of one. Oh, I do. All right. So uh, so yeah, that's that's definitely one thing. Uh, pain is not weakness leaving the body. Pain is a signal that you're about to break your body. So please yeah. listen to it. Um, next thing is uh, the, about this whole notion that everyone should train as if they are athletes. Or everyone should train like gymnasts train, or everyone should train like linebackers train. Um, this this is a this is a trend that's been going on for a few years now. You know, obviously athletes are you know the archetypes of the athletic you know way of life and physique and whatnot. So if you want to look like an athlete, you need to become an athlete. But you know, a lot of people are not in a position to train like an athlete does. Because here's the thing, people who are athletes train differently from the way they trained before they were athletes. And what I mean is somebody who is a current pro linebacker, the way he works out does not look like the way he worked out when he was still in high school, you know? Uh, somebody who's a pro athlete, their training has, has progressed and changed over the years. And you can't just take up a pro athlete's training routine and expect that A, you're going to be able to do it, and that B, it's going to be healthy and positive and productive for you. Uh, the chances of that happening just, yeah. just aren't very good. Uh, and, and so, I mean, the same thing happens. Obviously, GMB, we do some things that look, that are inspired by gymnastics. And a lot of people seem to think that they should be trying to train like gymnasts. Uh, so, so Ryan, you were a gymnast. You're not a gymnast anymore, but you were no. a gymnast. Tell no. us a little bit about what training like a gymnast is really like and why we might not want to be doing that if that's not our goal. 
Yeah, it, this is great. You know, and just like Andy said, I'm not a gymnast. I'm not. <clears throat> I'm not an athlete. I, I am sort of because this is my job, and that might sound a little weird, but I'm in a different position than most people because what I do is I get paid to be able to do this stuff and to make programs for other people. However, first and foremost, I'm a father, and. Getting back though to the gym to the gymnastics practice, when I was young, uh, competing in gymnastics, the training sessions were every single day and a minimum of four hours. And that doesn't mean that you're, you know, performing movements continuously for four hours. However, you know, you would go in and you would perform your warm-up. <clears throat> and that day, we because in men's gymnastics, there's six events, we would focus on three events per day. Uh, we would go to that particular event, let's say if it was like the pommel horse, we would warm up on the pommel horse, we'd work on our skills for that day, then we'd move on to the next um, apparatus, maybe for that day, if it was pommel horse, then what we'd do is maybe work on something like the floor, um, floor exercise. We would perform skills. We're constantly working on skills. We weren't counting repetitions. We weren't counting sets. It was basically, you would get up there, you would try it, and you would try it again. Your coach would come over, key point here, your coach would come over, work with you, give you tips, you would have a spotter um, in between turns while you're waiting, uh, while someone else is going, you would probably be stretching or you would be, you know, doing tube work, uh, making sure that you're prepped for your next round of whatever you're performing. Then once you're done with that, you would go on to the next thing. We'd finish up by doing conditioning. Conditioning might be, for example, um, handstand push-ups on the parallel bars. It just depends on what you're performing that day. Uh, conditioning work sucked. It was tough. I mean, for most people, when they think that they're doing gymnastics, they're not doing gymnastics, they're doing gymnastic movements that we use for conditioning. That's basically it. And so you would finish up with stretching and we're not just talking about a light stretch. We're talking like you would get into a pancake and someone would throw a mat on top of you and sit on the mat. So you would perform this every single day. During the summer, we would have two sessions. We'd have one session in the morning and one session in the evening. And this is year round. And so on top of that, we'd be training, or not training, but we would have gymnastic meets on the weekend. So we'd be traveling, we'd compete for Saturday, which would be uh, prelims, and then you have the finals on Sunday uh, if you qualified. So this is full on. It's, it's not just, yeah, I wanna train like a gymnast kind of thing. We were gymnasts. Athletes are the same way. Athletes wake up in the morning and they don't just get up and say, okay, yeah, I got to go to work today. It's their work is doing whatever is necessary to make sure that they can be good for their match or their, their competition on that Sunday, whenever it is. So everything they do is focused on that single day. They are focusing on their skills. They're getting their massage. They're getting, they're meeting with their nutritionist. They're meeting with their trainer. And on top of that, they're trying to keep their life stress-free so that they can focus on winning at their event. They're also meeting with their, uh, with their agents to work on endorsements and book deals. Right. <laughs> and, you know, Getting back to the thing, I'm not a gymnast. Um, what we're doing with middle bodies is basically I am now, as I said, I'm a father. 
I'm a family man, okay? Everything I do, I want to do for my family and for my loved ones. So, you know, my my best buddies, Andy and Jarlo, that's what we want to do. We want to, we want to be a, for lack of a better term, a role model for other people like us and show them that it is possible to train like this, still have a life, and support your family. And so we are not athletes. We're not gymnasts. We just happen to use gymnastic-type movements to condition our body to be able to perform skills. And we're not doing this for four hours a day. There are people out there who might want you to train for four hours or five hours a day. That's great. If you want to become a gymnast, uh, maybe if you, I mentioned earlier, if you want to join the circus or circ you know, or something like that. Yeah, you're going to have to put in the time. You're going to have to think of your life as an athlete because that would be your job. However, that's not where we are. Yeah. We, you know, we are, for lack of a better term, we are average guys trying to show other average guys out there how we can be better. And um, that's it. That's my take on it. So... Well, yeah, and that's interesting, too, that you, that you say average guys, because, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, lately especially, well, it's hard to talk about average because, you know, obesity is on the rise, right? So the average person these days apparently is, you know, 30-plus pounds overweight in the U.S. Uh, you know, it's hard to talk about average because average has gotten a bad rap, though. But I don't think being somewhat above average has to be has to be conflated has to be you know flat landed down to this either you are average or you are an athlete i don't think it's an either or thing i think there's a huge continuum between those two points and i think that you can be somewhat average you know in in terms of you know who you are and what you do every day and there's nothing wrong with that uh you know the law of statistics is that you know the vast majority of people will be average there's no shame in that um as much as people want to talk about optimizing and you know being the best and and all that kind of thing it sounds great you know it, it sounds really really enticing but most of us in the final summation, are always going to be average. That's just the definition of average, and you can't escape that. Now, you can try to be on the healthier side of average. Please don't think that that's an excuse to, like, you know, go become 30 pounds overweight and, yeah, and never work yeah. out. Uh, that's, that's not what we're saying. Yeah, yeah so. exactly. But, I mean, you know, there's, there's definitely a continuum between, you know, of shades of average. I don't think there's anything wrong with being average, uh, and I don't think that you have to choose between being a big fat slob and being an elite athlete i think that's a really really dumb dichotomy and there's a lot of really great places to be in between yeah yeah uh, i was just talking about this actually about being an athlete with one of our gmb trainers uh daniel and something that, that i mentioned was you know when the contract is over that athlete is no longer an athlete and so it's not that they become maybe just a regular Joe, but for the most part, when an athlete's contract is done, they're not going to consider themselves still as an athlete. And that might sound kind of weird, but for us to try and say that we're athletes at that level, in a sense, I think it's kind of disrespectful 
Um, but maybe that's just because of my upbringing and, you know, a lot of the stuff that I've seen. And so, um, again, we could go on with this topic forever. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's a lot of that is just labeling too. And I could could go on a very long rant about, about people uh, talking about being warriors, which I also think is extremely disrespectful to people who are actual warriors. You know, I don't think being in a Taekwondo class or doing CrossFit makes you a warrior. I don't think doing GMB makes you a warrior. You know, I think that's... Very good point. Um, You know, but... You know, back to the point though. There, there's a lot of there's a lot of great things that we could do, uh, and I, I think that it's it's great to accept who you are and where you are. Have great goals for for doing, you know, for moving beyond that, and yes. then just continue working towards that. Yeah, find your goal. Find out what you want to do. Train hard, and be the best that you can be at that for where you are. And I think. That's what we need to focus on, you know, not necessarily that we want to think of ourselves as an athlete. Just think of yourself as, as a dude playing another dude trying to be the best he can. So, Or, or just play play yourself. Play your own dude. Don't, don't necessarily play another dude. And, and ladies, this is not exclusive to you, uh, you know. That's right. Um, cool. So, you know, I think we've talked about a lot of good things today, and... Uh, answer some questions so before we wrap up i just want to talk for a couple seconds about a few things that are kind of up on the horizon for gmb that are going to be coming soon um the first i'm very very excited about is that uh we're going to be having a full-on partnership with a certain charity that uh we're going to announce soon um we really like doing good stuff. Uh, we know that this is not apparently a popular thing for businesses to do, but uh, you know we've we've in the past put a lot of work into trying to raise money for certain charities uh, that we've done. Like one month, we pretty much spent all of our effort, 100%, on raising money for uh, you know victims of the earthquake and tsunami in Japan. We supported Movember for Men's Health last year. Uh, we've done a couple of different things. And uh, in just a few weeks, uh, we're actually going to be rolling out a new, we hope, uh, long-term partnership uh, with a charity that we think is very, very cool. And we're going to be telling you more about that uh, as that comes along. The next thing that's coming up uh, a lot sooner than that, actually, is uh, Ryan has uh, finished filming and we're working on putting the pieces together for... The yeah. ultimate guide to begin parallel training. Your monster truck race announcer voice is not very convincing. Oh, okay. Well, let me let me give it know. a shot. Let me give it a shot. The ultimate guide to parallel. No, that was not. That was that wasn't that wasn't right. Um, how about yeah, this? How about this? Yeah, Sunday, 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 Sunday. The ultimate guide to beginning parallel training. Be there with special yeah. guest Grave Digger. <laughs> Something like that. Is that is was that good? Yeah, that'll work. I think. Yeah, we'll keep that one. So. All right, all right. So, so what's in this ultimate guide to beginning parallettes? Tell us, tell us, tell us the uh, the fifteen second synopsis. Yeah, the rundown. Basically, if you've ever wanted to learn how to train on the parallettes and do it in a safe and productive manner, this is it. Go ahead, you just download it, uh, get you going. Uh, go ahead, and we start off by telling you how you should put your hands on those parallettes and go all the way and work on being able to perform a flow routine. This is a beginner's guide so this isn't 
I'm going to teach you how to do the planche or, you know, handstands or anything like that. This is basically going to go in there, let you know uh, what you need to do and how you need to start training uh, for the parallettes. So for all of you interested in that, that means everyone out there, be sure to go ahead and check that out. Cool. And so, yeah, we're definitely going to be posting uh, notes about that on our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash goldmetalbodies, and on our website, goldmetalbodies.com. So uh, that news will be up very soon. Uh, so I'm going to go on and say that that's going to wrap us up for today. I think we cover a lot of ground. We did, uh, yep. Yeah. So if you've learned something useful or simply found us mildly entertaining or amusing or dashingly handsome... Uh, we'd really appreciate you giving us uh, a five-star rating on iTunes, writing a short review, uh, or send us an email or whatever. Just let us know uh, what you thought about the show and what you'd like to see us talk about next time. Uh, you can always find out more about the GMB method uh, for fitness that makes some damn sense on our blog at goldmetalbodies.com. Uh, thank you for listening. We are out.